So do you want to hear some funny I read? This made me laugh out loud. Okay. When I was thinking about marriage and looking back at what, what it was like in the, you know, like when did it become that you got married for love and how, what was that transition, all that stuff. Um, I read this thing that said that in the middle ages, this is, I hope this makes you laugh in the middle ages among the French in particular, love was considered a derangement. And you know what the cure for that derangement was? Intercourse. You know what? I am so tired of watching women waste so much energy on their looks. I know. Sometimes it feels like it's the only thing that we know how to talk about. You know what we need to do? We need to change the conversation. Because if we could change what women talk about. And the way that women talk to each other and to themselves, that would change their whole mindset. And changing their mindset could shift their energy and all that energy could change the world. All right, so let's do it. Let's give them something else to talk about. Let's do it. Hi, Mary. Hey, how you doing? I am good. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good. The sun is out and I've already, believe it or not, it's March, what is today? March 10th. And I've got most of my garden planted. Okay, I'm so jealous. I am like, so when you say you've gotten it planted uh-huh. outside? Yeah, outside. I've got, I have- Isn't right, it early for that? I've got all the early stuff. I've got, I've got, so the problem, is, not the problem, the issue is I have so many of one thing. Like I have a hundred and some onions. I have a yeah. hundred and some garlic because those are the things I use every day. Right. I have, you know, you can plant lettuce and kale and beets and radishes and spinach. And so I have- and I have I have a, a bunch of my beds are filled with strawberries, so I've I basically have no almost no more room left in my garden, and it's March. So wait a minute. So when you do that, when are you? So how are you gonna? You you don't have any room left, but then at some point in May, or you're gonna have to start putting in tomatoes. Right. Right. So where are you gonna put them? All Something the, will be harvested. All that then, all that lettuce. A lot of the, the lettuce I plant today will be gone by then, and okay. I am gonna pull out a bunch of strawberries. They they'll be done by then I'll pull out the strawberries. So I just, um, yeah, it's, but it's amazing. It's just these, these days like this where it's 70 degrees and sunny and, uh, you forget that there's still cold weather in the horizon. It's going to snow. And like the temptation to start planting like flowers and stuff is crazy, but, um, it's been, it's, it's elevated my mood so much. And this weekend is the time change. Oh yes, it is Sunday. Oh, I got so to- it's going to be great. That means, I guess that means it's going to be dark in the morning a little bit, but, yeah. but you know, I, um, I, I told you the last time we talked that I was reading this book called the Nordic theory of everything. And we aren't going to discuss that today, but it talks a lot about marriage Mm-hmm. in the Nordic countries. And I happened to come across a statistic that said that marriage in the United States is at an all-time low, like really low. I as far even, as people even getting married. Yeah, like the it's- The rate it, at which people get married is low. Right, okay. right. The actual sheer number of people who are married and then the rate. Um, one of the things I saw, so something like only 40% of people are married now between the ages of- I don't know, a certain, you know, of marrying age. It went from being at one point in my lifetime, it was 85% of people were married. Now it's 40%. Yeah. And it doesn't, and, and the number of, um, uh, it doesn't mean that people aren't partnering up for the rest of their life. Right, right, right. They're not, they're not not monogamous relationships possibly. Yeah. 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 And so they're not legalizing it for whatever reason. Right. So then I was thinking, um, as I, (laughs) you know, I want to tell you this, I was talking to, this is, this is not a complete non sequitur. Uh, in one of our, in in another podcast, we talked about why people have babies. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, so I I was talking to my husband and one of my daughters and I said, you know, it was the topic of our podcast is why do people have babies? And they both looked at me perplexed and said, Mm -hmm. Because as humans, we are genetically programmed to reproduce. They both said that exact same thing in separate ways. That it's just you can't you can't attach a reason to it. It's part of our biology that we are programmed, as all animals are, to reproduce. And I'm like, well, I guess I guess my software needs a reboot because I didn't <laughs> have that feeling. Like, what's wrong with me that so I then, didn't feel that? 
And then people who actually made the choice to not have babies, and they then they they depro they deprogram themselves or reprogram themselves. But it was like you're, you know, they 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 said something I've been accused of my entire life, and I will be accused of forever is that I'm overanalyzing something that is just basic. It's just basic instinct wow. to have a baby. And so, and, 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 you know, it's funny. Is I'm like, I never even considered that as a possibility, right? I'm thinking about like I'm approaching that everybody either gets pregnant pregnant by accident mm-hmm. or as they say in the south on accident um so it's an accidental pregnancy or they choose it it never dawned on they choose it for rational reasons you know they have a pro-con list and the pros that way right. it never right? occurred to you that it would be like like let's have a baby because that's what you do it's in my wiring it's in my wiring to want to have a baby because it's not in mine and I'm a very happy mother, but I, um, it was not in mine. So anyway, I thought about that in regards to this conversation, because once again, here I will be doing, I, what I want to talk about is something that will be over analyzing, but, so but all the time. it's funny. I do. I do. It's funny that, that they said that to you because I do, I, 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 I am open to the idea that we are over analyzing some things, but not yeah. that one, but not well, that one. Yeah. I mean, like, that is, I, I, I think that when it comes to having children, you should analyze the hell out of that yeah, if you can. This is the most important decision of your life. How could you not analyze it? Like, yeah, but once, or at least, you know, this is again, this this is a good one like that we can bring up in our privileged conversation, because at least in, in a society like this, where you have time and space to consider these things, like if you're in a more survivalish right. situation, then maybe it, it doesn't work out that way that the thought patterns would do that. But in yeah. in this society, for for us to not think about it, that I that's hard for me. I'm like especially wow. with I mean, I know that I'm sort of a broken record on this, but especially with the environment, you know, it's like we yes. the, the environment is in our 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 earth is in such bad shape. Every single person right. you put on it is gonna be impact. using more you know it's just it has a big impact. But anyway, so this brought me to this a topic of <laughs> Let's overanalyze marriage. So exactly like let's go. Let's go before. Not that you not that you have to be married to have kids, but they are related ish. So, yeah, right. Let's take it a step, not a step forward, a step back and say, well, and taking a step far back, like let's go way back. The idea of being married for love is a in human history is a very new idea. It was only popular in like the 19th century where they where they started to realize before then, before the idea that it, it used to be considered a subversive act to marry someone because you loved them, because marriage is all about joining families and property and power. And you didn't just get to go marry someone because you loved them. Right. That that was considered to be as outrageous as single sex marriage was 100 years ago. Like you're going to what? And so it's really a new idea. And I'm wondering if the marriage part, the legal contract part is starting to feel, I don't know, that 40% of people are getting married, but that doesn't, but we're having in monogamous relationships. So, you know, the question is this, you, these days we live in a society where you can have all the rights and privileges that used to be restricted to just married people, right? You can spend your life together. You can buy a house, you can have kids. Why do people still get married? Right. They don't need marriage. They don't need a legal certificate to do anything, any of those things anymore. And so I, I think you just answered why the numbers are going down, because some percentage of us, I suppose, used to use the legal certificate to do all the things you just said. And now now you don't need those, especially like you don't legally need them, but also societal. Is that a word? Societal acceptances? Yeah. Yeah. Like we are more accepting of people quote unquote, out of wedlock. I hate to use that phrase, right, but out of right. wedlock, getting, having a baby, like it's not as big a deal. We're not like shunning people for having babies without being married. So to me, yeah, that was like, those were the kind of last remaining society norms that were keeping people married, I think. But now we're just like, whatever. But that, that's the question. If you can do everything without getting shunned and without legally be you know being considered but doing anything that's that we consider illegal if you can do all of these things without the marriage part why would why do you need the marriage part well and i think go ahead mm-hmm. i was just gonna say i think one of the reasons is if your background is such so one 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 remaining reason will always still be religion 
Right. Because if you're right. if you're if you're from a religion that says that you need to be and and then that's not actually legally they, so people do that that way they actually believe they're married right when the when their religious correct right situation unionizes them right. they still get a certificate from the state but the state is not actually their most important thing theirs is right. that they were unionized under God kind of a thing um, so I think those people are still getting married and then I also think that some people decide like you decide for yourself that this piece of paper kind of like why some people, I think this is also why some people wear a wedding ring for the similar reason. This piece of paper is going to give me one extra, one very important extra reason to stay. It's going to like give us a big frame, you know, a big overarching thing that makes us say, stay when things get tough, we need something more to help right, us not right. leave when things get tough. So we're going to, but that totally, that's a subjective thing, right? That totally means that both of you just decided that that terminology of being married, that legalization means that to right, you. That's just right, meaning you right. put on it. And a lot of us do that. And so, I mean, that's, I think that's one of the reasons I got married. Like, I think I needed something to say, we're not going to just quit when this gets hard. Cause we right. knew, you know, it's going to get hard. You know, it's going to get hard. I hope you know it. Yeah. I hope, I hope, know you know, I hope you know it. And if you yeah. know it, then you're like, I got to set myself up for success. And, and so some of us, myself included, think that that sets us up for success to have it under a thing called a legalized thing called marriage. You know what I mean? Now, I people will argue with me, but but I do think that I was I also think I brought God into it. I it wasn't a religious ceremony and we have different religions. So it wasn't like that. And so people in those two different religions would disagree with this statement. But I do believe that I intentionally went about it asking for, you know, higher support, if you will, you know, from family, from God, et cetera. So the formal, the formalization of it, I think helps some people say, this is a little, this is one more step I added into it, but you could argue that about signing a mortgage with somebody, right? I mean, if you, oh, if, the absolutely. You, if the two of you went into debt for 30 years together, I don't know what's a better way to bind somebody than that. And if I, the two of you brought a lot, like I remember my dad one time I was in the grocery store and he just out of nowhere, we're not talking about this. This is what he does though. He just said, <laughs> it's just that Khadijah, you better be sure about who you have a baby with. Cause you are stuck with them forever. <laughs> And he's right. Like, even if you get a divorce, like if you create a human being that's walking around with someone else, uh, you are bound for life. Like, for you, life. Know? you know, what my yeah. dad, the advice my dad gave me, um, which, you know, I don't I, I remember the advice. I don't remember the context of him giving it to me, but I was young enough to think it was uh, kind of funny. He said uh, about getting married, he said, if you have any doubts at all, at all. Don't do it. Just wait. It doesn't mean don't do it. Don't do it. Then he said, oh, because yeah. that doubt is like a little teeny piece of sand in your shoe. And the yeah. first few miles, you're just like, oh, it's just a little irritant. You can put up with it. And right. He says, but, you know, 100 miles down the road, you're gnawing your leg off because you'll do anything to get rid of that. So he said, <laughs> no matter how little you think it is, if you don't like the way they hold their fork. Whatever yeah. it is, it's going to drive you out of your mind in 20 years. Yeah. So you just need to push pause. But, you yeah, know, people people think that most people I come into contact with think it's really odd that I dated for 10 years mm -hmm. before I got married. And so a lot of those people who knew us assumed we weren't going to get married, like that, that, that we just weren't doing that because in their mind that took too long. So we were just, you know, not going to do it. And then other people thought we, we weren't sure in the sense of, so then you really just should not do this. If it took that long to decide that you shouldn't do this. And I just was like, kind of like what you said about the baby. Like, I just, I thought my, my reasoning was completely logical and that they, that they questioning how long it took was illogical. And I was just like, I was like, but it's for life. So like, of course I need this much time. And for me, I didn't consider the first four years to be real because it was right. in college and that's yeah, like yeah. pretend land. Like who knows what you're going to look like after you get a job and everything. I was like, you're uh -uh, actually paying is, bills and all that. Stuff. Yeah. You're paying bills and whatever. I was like, I don't know. This is, this is not, this is nonsense. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, and then as you know, he, he continued school and I was not yeah. in school. Oh, so right. I'm also right. like, well, how long is that going to go? Cause I'm not trying to be here with like the professional students. So, you know, so, so I had and reason. At that but, time, you also did some pretty amazing things yourself. You bought a house on your own. 
Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like I feel like the so you set the foundation that you can take care of yourself and you're totally, yeah. you know, and and, and and that was important to me. Right. That and was that was important to me, me, too. I needed to know. It's like, you know how you know something about yourself, but you need to yeah. know you yeah. need to put. Proof yeah, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. And I needed I could not go into a marriage without knowing that I was going to be completely OK, independent of that marriage. Like it, it needs. For me to feel safe in the mirror, I needed to feel safe by myself, you know, yeah, and I had you know, to do It that goes first. back to that, that um, book that we're not going to talk about today, right. <laughs> that, that I'm reading. And uh, partially we're not going to talk about it because I, uh, I think gonna it's, we're going to have a whole about podcast about it, number yeah. one. But also, I don't know if I can articulate, express the, um, express it properly, but they talk about this, the Nordic theory of love, that real love, the love you strive for must be independent of mm-hmm. dependencies. Like you have to know, you have to enter into it, not needing anything from the other person. If you really, really want to love somebody. So you have to know that you can take care of yourself. You're not getting married to have someone take care of you. And, um, you know, that, and that, brings me to what you're saying, you know, why do people get married? There's a tangible benefit in this country to being married. You can file your taxes together. You can get health insurance, right? So people, you know, I know people who get married just for insurance and for benefits, meaning like they were together anyway, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were together. And the only reason they made it legal was because there were some financial benefits too. Right, right. And in this book, The Nordic Theory of Everything, they claim that that is... um, the wrong thing for the family is that you shouldn't be entering into this to get a medical benefit. You shouldn't be having to get married to someone so you can get treatment for your illness. And they should be, th- those should be totally separate things. You, you marry someone because you love them and you don't need to be married. You don't need anything from each other. It's just pure love. Um, well, I, see, go ahead. I, I was going to say that, I, and I, this might've been someone famous. I have no idea, but somebody said um, that they think now that we're all living so much older and, and marriage has evolved from the old days that every marriage contract should be 10 years. You get married and it's a 10-year contract, which automatically, you have to renew it. It automatically dissolves every 10 years unless both partners renew it. And I thought that was such an interesting <laughs> idea. I thought, oh man, if if our 10-year contract had been up at some of the wrong times, there's uh-huh. not a chance in the world my husband would have re-upped for me for another 10 years. <laughs> oh sure. my God. To, you know, in my sick years and I was really sick all the time, yeah. he kept, he, the, his joke was if there was a lemon law on wives, like, do I get to trade you in for a better model? Cause you're just not working. <laughs> like I know, but it's kind of an interesting idea, isn't it? That you it is, could, can you imagine, can you imagine that becoming part of the norm of our conversations? Like, like, Oh man, I'm up for renewal this year. Like <laughs> our marriage is up for, Oh my God, did I miss my renewal date? Like, <laughs> Oh, you know, and you know, just talking about like, Oh, well you get a lapse, but you're gonna have to pay a fee. But yeah. Just, oh, they're going to make you do the ceremony if you don't fit, get it done in six months. Like, <laughs> Would you be nicer? I don't mean you personally, but would a woman yeah. or would, would a partner be nicer to their partner if they knew that every 10 years that their, their, their spouse or partner could walk away? Like, would I actually be, yeah, I just think it would change everything, right? Because part of what goes yeah. on in a marriage is that it's forever. Yeah. You know, the the whole, when we were really in the crux of the, not that the fight is over, but when we were in the crux of fighting for gay marriage, uh-huh. it brought up, it brought up so many questions for me because I was just like, okay, so a lot of the people who were arguing against it were coming at it from a religious perspective. And while I disagree on all fronts, I was still like, wait a minute now, because pause, because first step one, this country gives you so many benefits when you get married. So I'm saying, you know, so initially I'm saying everybody who could have the right to get those benefits right. should right. have that right. right. Like, you know, a gay person should have the right to have this partner sign off on their, you know, death certificate yeah, you know, yeah, 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 and yeah, all yeah. that stuff right. and they should have them as their sec their person to tell to say what happens to them and all this and, and like you said insurance and um tax credits and all this stuff and so and so that was like you know a big that was like that was like the 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 first part of it but then religion 
religious people like started entering that conversation saying it's illegal by God. And it's like, even if, again, I don't agree with that, but even if you did agree with that, it still shouldn't have stopped us from giving the le- the, the court exactly. legal part of right. it. And right. we never were able to separate those two conversations, but it brought up like you, all these things we're talking about now for me, for, for, reg- for, for heterosexual marriage too. It's like, well, wait a minute, why do we get married? Like, you know what I mean? But yeah. you're right. Like, like if, you don't need it. You don't need it to have kids anymore. We can adopt. We can have our own kids. We don't. Nobody. We just don't. But and wait a minute. Adoption. I think it was harder to adopt if you weren't married. But you, you know, we never could stop a person from accidentally getting pregnant. So right, right. That was always about societal acceptability, like what we're what we think we're going to shun, and we no longer really shun a person for having a baby right, without right. being married. You know, what I I think is um, such an interesting thing is I actually know two couples who are my age. So they're in their 60s. They both have two kids. um, And I know that I know that these couples through their children. So the children, you know, talk about their mom and their dad. And um, in one case, the couple has the same last name. In one case, they don't. And anyway, so I've known them all these years. Right. And only found out recently that they're not married to each other. They never got married, right? Both sets, both yeah, sets. Yeah, both sets. They just never got married. And but and then I started thinking, you know, did they deceive us? Not, I don't mean this in a like were they were they trying to pull the wool? I don't mean it that way. It's like did I, it just kind of went back. Like, did I ever hear her call him her husband? You know, did they ever say my husband, my wife? Right. Right. And I don't think so. I don't think that, as far now I realize they always referred to each other by their first name, right? Um, and but they've lived a life in this community where everybody knows them and without any there's no reason for anyone to assume that they were not married you know they lived in the house together they have these two kids they were they're very devoted both couples are very devoted to each other they just never got married and then the other thing that i thought was um i don't know if this is a trend but i've been to three weddings in the last couple of years and in all three of, of these three I went to, the couples were not actually getting married at their wedding for various technical reasons. Two of them got married like the week before the wedding, uh, legally married. Right. And then one of them got legally married, I think, after. Right. But, you, you know, so we went and saw a traditional, completely typical run of the mill wedding. With the person up there saying, I now pronounce you man and wife, the whole thing. But they weren't actually getting married. So that's what really made me think Wait, about this. I'm confused. I'm confused what you're saying. They went through a ceremony. Yeah, they went a through. Commi- a- they had a commitment ceremony. They went through a wedding. It was a, it was absolutely a wedding. But they just did not want a piece of paper. They just, so they, they like the, you have to be the person who performed the ceremony wasn't legally able to make it official. So they had to go to a courthouse to make it official. And and then they, right. But then, you know, then I think about my daughter, my oldest daughter's wedding. She, um, she got married on our property. It was beautiful. I got to tell you, she got married on our property and she was insistent that there, that there, that everybody involved in the wedding know her and her her husband, right? So she didn't want some stranger. Oh yeah, right. And since we, she was raised in a household without a church, um, she didn't know any religious people or anything to to yeah. actually perform this. So, <laughs> so she got a friend ordained, huh? So she got. So my husband, he signed away and got a permit to perform one wedding ceremony that year. So like yeah. he got like a, you know. So it's like that's all it takes to be able yeah. to legally perform. It's like my it's so, so my, easy. Yeah, it's so easy. Which made me think that. The legal part of it is just like my husband, all he did was he signed the wedding certificate. We, they had somebody else perform the ceremony, but he just afterwards went and signed the certificate, right? And yeah. there was a big drama, I mean, joke drama about my husband pretending he wasn't going to sign it and all that stuff. But I thought, you know, I used to think that marriage was such a, what do they call it in religious, uh, oh, a sacrament, a sacrament, right? Like it was uh-huh. such a, the actual act of getting married was so, um, it was just so dramatized in my life. Right. And then to realize that anybody for $25 <laughs> can, get, 
can marry you. Oh, yeah, they make you right. Religiously, it makes you you maybe they think that the person who's marrying you has like studied for life yeah, and yeah. has like and had devoted this their life to, to God right. and then all this right. stuff. And <laughs> use all that special power to bring you together in some magic way when in right. fact it's just $25. Um, and but like going back to these weddings where like the people that I saw who I went to the wedding, so they were actually not getting married on their wedding day. I have no idea if they actually got married, right? Like, I don't know. I don't care. Well, and and also- at the wedding, and, and that mattered to them. Right. And also technically, when you do, when you are going to get legally married, there's a, there is a piece of paper after the ceremony yeah. that you have to sign and the person who married you has to sign. And technically, technically, I mean, it takes a long time, but if they don't actually sign that in a certain amount of time, you, it didn't happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what? Do you want to know something? <laughs> that happened to me. You went to a courthouse. I did go to a courthouse. So let me tell you what happened. Oh. It's so years after we went to the courthouse and got married, I had my identity stolen. And um, which was, that is a whole other podcast because I got arrested and everything. But um, what? Yeah, I did. Uh, this person stole my identity and went on a crime spree. And you know, there's a movie about this. There's what? literally a movie. Really? It's called it's called Identity Theft, and it's with Jason Bateman and, and Melissa McCarthy. It is hilarious. This is literally the plot of that movie. So, so what happened is I um, anyway I get so I get arrested and I get called into the um, police department. Right. And I've got my infant daughter sitting on my lap and the, and it was, and I didn't, they didn't tell me why I was in there. I didn't tell I me. Cannot believe yeah. that I so never I'm sitting there word. holding this, my, my little baby and they hold up a check mm-hmm. and they, it's in a, I still remember it was like in a, in a Ziploc bag or some sort of plastic bag and they hold up the check and they're only showing me the back where you endorse it. And they said, is this your signature? And I looked at it and I'm like, yep, that's my signature. Like, I'm so innocent, naive, right? I'm like, yes, I couldn't imagine what was going on. And then they got, they all got very upset. And then they went and, I don't know, very quickly, uh, they went and pulled some footage of one of the crimes that was happening at a bank. This person was writing checks at a bank and it was clear from the footage that it wasn't me. Um, yeah. And so I, it was, you know, it didn't go anywhere. But anyway, the point was for years, this was early, this was like 1993, this was happening to me. And so for years I had to get, a, I had to get a, what do you call it? A report, um, mm-hmm. you know, what report? They, a credit report and had to make sure that like my, to clear my name, right? Oh yeah. Right. So I had to make sure that I was clear on everything. And so on this credit report, it always listed me as single. And I was like, I'm not single. That's crazy. Why doesn't it have me married? And one time I mentioned this to, I don't know, person at the bank or something when I was looking at these credit reports. And like, it's funny that they have me as single because I'm married. They're like, I remember she was like, honey, you ain't married. Because if there's anybody who wants to know your marital status, it's the IRS and the bank. Like, oh, but, I, yeah. but I am married. I went to the courthouse and she's like, are you sure they filed the paperwork? Oh. Like, well, how would I know that? You know, I don't, right. you have to go to... back. I know how I know. I, you, I went you have, back. No one told me that. I you did that. No, back, I just did it check? because I did it because I had heard a horror story like that, like where somebody was married for 10 years and they weren't married. And so I like. I went back and I checked to see it in there. Like, you know, show and, me that. It- right. I, I, had, I had no idea. I did think our wedding was our marriage was suspicious because um, there were no witnesses or anything. Yeah. You know, I thought I thought just was you said it was I thought suspicious. this whole thing was well, I mean, the whole you know, I didn't know I was getting married five minutes earlier. And then suddenly I'm standing there with this man talking about Adam's rib. And and I was like, what is happening? What is that? <laughs> no, no witnesses. And um so it's very likely I'm not legally married. I think I am, though, because I, I think, <laughs> man, but the thing is, is, I don't care at all. I remember when I know it's like that's what you know, it's like um, I, we had this little we had the conversation in, in my family. Like, you know, we've had a couple of times where it's like at some point, you know, this would never happen. But at some point, if you found out tomorrow that your father wasn't because obviously your, your mom is your mom, you can prove that. Right. But well, I guess she could lie about that. But you know what I mean? If you yeah. found out your father wasn't your father, like he was lied to or whatever, would you care? This is a, we've had this conversation with my siblings. And I'm like, no, I don't even need to know who the other person I said. I would need his medical records and you can yeah. redact his name. I need to know 
Yeah, I need to know if I got something coming down the line on you. You know, you don't want to know. Believe me, you don't want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I mean, if it's stuff I need to be that I could prevent, right, right, right. Work on. You know, it's like you're gonna have whatever. But I was like, but at this point, and at this, the conversation started when I was like 18 or plus, and I was just like, you know, at I believe it came to a question of nurture over nature, right? Which one do you believe more? Right, 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 right. And I believe nurture, which is also why I was okay with adoption, right? Like I, I just, I believe in nurture over nature. So I was like, it, did, it wouldn't matter because at this point I am who I am as a, as a direct, as a partially direct result of these people. So it wouldn't change who I am. So why would I care at this yeah. point? You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. and, and oddly though, oddly though, I was kind of interested in other siblings. I was like, if he has had other kids and I'm a, I have half siblings, I think I would want to meet them. But I have yeah, no desire yeah, yeah. to have a. I know I have no desire to have another father or mother. Because, I mean, because I have them. I could see if I didn't have them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, yeah, well. yeah. And so, it, yet again, it be, it be, it be, that is a another example of like, do these legalities matter? You know, the same thing with the name question. Like, your kid has a different name than you. Does that really make you feel like less of a family? Does that? It doesn't right, to me. Right. You know and if I, mean? like, I may or may not have a piece of paper saying that I'm legally married. Right. Does that I, negate all these 30, 30 no, plus and years? No, and also like, you know, my commitment to stay in this marriage, first of all, it's a daily choice, I think, right? Like every single oh, okay. day I wake up and I'm like, okay, I mean, not, not because it's hard, but because no. life is hard, right? And, um, but, you know, my commitment to stay in this marriage has nothing to do with the fact that I'd have to break a contract, right? right. Like, like, oh, well, you know, I really want to divorce you, but I don't break contracts. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, yeah. Like, but yeah, and I say, yeah, but, but I also started this podcast saying that that was, I guess that was a piece that I was raised with, right? That yeah, like no, that, that, no, that I, helps you, that it helps you not leave. That's what I was taught, that it helps you not leave. And and so then, and so that's helpful, <laughs> right? Well, I'll tell you, you know, it helps me not leave. Um, not that I've, not that I've ever seriously wanted to leave. I just, I want right, to make right. that clear. Cause that, cause I consider myself to be one of the lucky people who I'm happy every time I see him. Every single day he comes home at the end of the day, I'm happy to see him. And it's been, you know, it's been a long time, but um, I don't leave him because we wouldn't, I, I don't want to leave my house Ooh. and my property, right? Like, right. You're me, at this point, your life is so my life, developed into a way that yes. you don't want to leave it. You love it. You love your house. Right. Your and life. I have, I've lived in this house. This is the longest I've ever lived anywhere. Yeah. I know every square inch of it. I have cultivated practically every square inch. I have memories in every room and everything. Yeah. We were to split up. One of us would have to leave. That's so sad. And there's there's no chance it would be me. It would be a war. No it would be a war of the roses situation. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Oh my god, this is a very old movie. It was um, Michael Douglas and I can't remember her name right now, but um, basically it's a story of a divorce. Like these a lawyers talking to two young people who want to get divorced, and he's like, "Before you do that, let me tell you a story." And he tells the story of this couple who basically almost physically kill themselves trying to fight each other over staying in this house. They stay, they're in the house and it gets to the point where like, they literally are destroying the house and they're almost half dead by the time that they might even, do they kill each other? I don't know. It's not cause it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a dramedy. But it's so crazy cause they just refuse to leave this house that they've like built together. And like, it's so funny, but the audience doesn't know your house. So I will say to them, that this, yeah, you live on a lovely property and it is, I, you can feel the memories in it when you're in there. Yeah. Well, that's the you thing really is, can. you know, I mean, uh, it's just, it's just, you know, the, you know, I, I know we talk a lot about gardening and it's probably yeah. the most boring thing to the average person, but I've been gardening <laughs> in this same garden for 30 years. Yeah, you and have got, your land. Right. All my, all my pets are buried in that garden. You know, I go over there and I know that little bluebell is under the strawberry patch and this person's here and this person, sorry, this dog. <laughs> <laughs> my first husband's over there. I mean, <laughs> look, the day after this airs, it's going to be a knock at your door. Ma'am, ma'am, we need to look in that strawberry patch. <laughs> and like, it's just, it's just, I just know that, I mean, that seeing all the seasons every year, knowing that the pecan tree is going to do this in a week or two, you know, it's just, this has been my life. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a, a lot of people don't attach to a place. 
Yeah. You know, like I know a lot of people who move every few years and they get excited yeah. about it, right? They're yeah. like, oh, we're going to go to a new place. Yeah. My one recurring nightmare these days is that I have to leave my house. And it's funny because in my, my, I do have this recurring nightmare that my husband has like, bought a new house and he's making us move. And I'm so sad. I don't want to, I don't want to move. And that is it for me is that my, especially with COVID, where I, I, I can go like a week at a time and not leave my property. Cause unlike you, you can take a walk from your front door, right? Yeah. Can you walk to the front door and walk through a neighborhood? Yeah, I have a neighborhood. Yes. I so do that I every day. Actually, I walk right, through my okay. neighborhood. And I don't have that, right? I for me to actually leave my property, I have to get in my car and drive someplace. Right. But so, you have yeah, but you have land to walk on. I'm right, here. right, right. And I have walking trails on my own property and all that. But so this is this is actually part of my life, which which I built with my husband. You know, we have we can walk around that and it's sort of like the thing that represents our marriage contract in a way, right? Like I could easily break a contract, but you're not I, I will die on this place. I promise. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, so that's a good point. Like roots, like, do you feel like you have roots somewhere with someone and, and, and would that be strong enough to keep you without? And so I I agree with you, like lots of, I think that one of the biggest reasons why you you said it went from 85% to 40% over the last 40 some years, whatever is right. Because we have, we just have less value. We put on the paper, I think, and right. more, and just all these other things that keep us together. So we don't really need that anymore. Um, so really the 40% of us who still get married are holding on to old things maybe, which isn't bad. It just right. is, but it's, right. it's, it's, no, it's no, no, the, numbers, the numbers show it. You want to want to know another interesting statistic that I read mm. is that, um, this is pretty current. I think this was from 2019. So it's a couple of years ago that, uh, of all divorces filed are filed by women. So in the, when marriages end, a slight majority of those marriages are that, that, that ending is initiated by a woman. I'm not surprised. And I'm actually surprised it's not higher because I read. Yeah, because I read a statistic about, or I shouldn't call it a statistic. I've read many an article about, no, I know what it was. It was statistics of the health of divorced men. Like oh. divorce, divorce will severe had, statistics have shown that some divorce severely incre- uh, decreases the health of men faster and more, and then then married men and faster than divorced women. If you know what I'm saying, like it's yeah, very yeah. bad for them. It's very bad for them. Depressed. They, they are they're more easily depressed. And, you know, it makes sense. Like when you just see um, if you see a married man and then he gets divorced, like his life after just looks so sad. It just does. I know. You know, it's funny. It's when a friend of mine like like uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, a friend of mine got divorced and she had the worst. I mean, she had the worst situation leading up to it. It was, it was beyond like, you know, it's one of those little truth is stranger than fiction kind of things uh-huh. where she, she married a man that ha- already had four children, I think uh-huh. something like that. And she ended up having a, a few with him. So she had, was raising full-time adopting, she adopted his children. So she had all these something like seven or eight kids that she was mm-hmm. taking care of and she worked full time. And then he, you know, he, he was messing around on her and stuff. Anyway, she got divorced and she met, she hooked up with a bunch of divorced women that she knew and she was making it look pretty darn good. I was like, well, maybe I should get divorced just so I can go out with the girls all the time. They were like always, <laughs> they had their wine night this night. And um, yeah, it's like, I remember I also, when I had little kids, noticing how my divorced friends, if you were divorced, then the other parent got the kids for a weekend every once in a while. I know. <laughs> I used to say to my husband, I'm like, okay, we're going to get divorced. Live in the same just house so and everything. Just so that you have to have custody. What? And like, yeah. I just want a weekend off. Okay. So can we just get divorced? I have thought of that. I have thought of that. I'm like, wait, when they're divorced, they like have set time <laughs> with their kids. Set time. I'm like, hmm. You know, it, it, it was kind of like that whole... When I thought about it, I, it was the same analysis I had about this whole like we should have a, oh we should have a podcast about this about uh, what do you call that polygamy polygamous marriage okay. you know what I mean because I got I got thoughts about that that oh, are I not think, you know what I thought yeah. if he could have a cooking wife I, and cleaning <laughs> wife um, I could be okay with polygamy yeah. and you know what I don't need you know I feel like it's it's um, if you ask my husband he'd be like one is enough I do not need to but yeah. you know. I think polygamy is, 
the oldest form of familyhood. I don't know. I mean, I read somewhere once that if you really want to get traditional in your marriage, go to polygamy because that's what how it's because there's, yeah. you know, there's trying to reproduce and all that other stuff in the early days. So, well, and it, you know, it, it, it really what it was, what I liked about it was was really me saying I like village life. Right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it yeah. really was that you had these women that you really trusted who you could leave your kids with, who you couldn't like, they treated your kids like they were your, they were their own because they were, because they were, they're, they were your sister wives. Right. So the, the idea that you had this really deep connection with women that I don't think many of us have anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean, that that was really what was appealing. And I, I, I didn't, I couldn't get it with the sex part that did bother. That, that was, I know, that that was the deal breaker part. Yeah. I know. But if, yeah. if I could get past that part, I was like, oh man, like that's, this is really like interesting. But, you know, I read this, read this. I saw this. Did you see this movie called He's Just I, Not That Into You? Have you seen that? I, I was going to say, I, I, I feel like you see more movies and TV than I do. I've never once yeah. seen a TV show or movie you've mentioned. <laughs> I know. And, it, and, I, and I think this podcast, this podcast <laughs> makes it like, all I do is watch TV. I really don't, you guys. I read a lot. I'm a good, i Reading actually is my first love, but it doesn't He's sound like not, it. Wait, who, who's in it? Doesn't that? sound like it. Um, okay, so the, there's just this one scene where it's Ben Affleck and Jennifer Aniston, and he's like, she wants to, she's she wants to get married, and they've been together like like I was, like you know, seven years or yeah. whatever. And he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't feel the need to get married. He's like, and I don't trust people. Who get married? Because you don't trust people. He says no. He's like because they they gotta go get some piece of paper to justify and prove to everybody that they're for real and legit. He goes. He said you have several friends, right? Female friends. She said yeah. He said who you have been friends with for years. <laughs> she said yeah. He said and yet you don't feel the need to go down to the state of Maryland and get a friendship certificate. <laughs> <laughs> and when he said it, like, it's hilarious. But at the same time, I'm like, there's some truth to that. Like, right, right. <laughs> he's right. But I think so then. So then if you look at that statement, then what are you saying? You're saying that fr- that marriage is more important than friendship. That's what you're saying. Or, no, 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 I, think it's the, I think it's the opposite way is that marriage is more fragile than oh, friendship yeah. because it's so it's yeah. you have to have a contract holding you together yeah. because it's so damn hard. Do you, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I think of it as, because I don't mm-hmm. you know, my friendships are you're not going to ask your friends. You're, you're not going to a marriage takes from each other. Right. And it, and it yeah. asks a lot from each person. And no matter how good your friendships are, you're not going to ask certain parts of that. Especially if you bring kids into it. You're just not going to ask certain parts of that of your friendship, right, no matter right. how good the friendships are. And I can step back. If I get, you know, sometimes I get into a, you know, with my friends, I get to a point where I just need a little break from whatever, yeah. like maybe they got something going on in their life or I do. I can just take a step back. You know, yeah. you, you don't, you know, you live with this person. Right. My, da- my daughter, <laughs> my oldest daughter is married and she has two children and um, she makes her, I don't know, it's so funny. She'll never listen to this podcast so I can talk about it. But she <laughs> forces her two daughters to share a bedroom, even though they have a they have a three bedroom house, but she makes them share a bedroom. And the reality is it's because it leaves her one room. She doesn't have to, it won't get messed up, right? Yeah. But her kids are wanted to have their own rooms. And she's like, I have to share a room with your dad. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's right though, right? She's, she's like, right. What if I want my own room too? Yeah, like, I don't get to get my own room just because I want it. I have to share a room with your dad. So okay. you guys can share a room. And I thought that's just such a funny way for her to look at it. Speaking but of- But it's true. It's it is true. true. Well, you don't. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. You can do right? whatever you want. You're right. If you got the space, you everybody can have their own room. But, yeah, she, but, she, but I like that she brought that up. Like, right, right. You know, it, I why know. am I? It's like this, it's teaching them from a young age to not just assume- these no these societal norms just for no reason. Like yeah, yeah. who said the mom and the dad have to stay in the same room all the right. you know? Way back when in certain they had separate rooms, I think it's some, you know, whatever. Yeah, the, I, I actually know people um right across the street from me, they built they built their own house and it's pretty big. And the uh, the husband and wife, I guess they're married, I don't know, but they call each other husband and wife. They have a suite in their house. Yeah. It's a huge house. Um, it's not a fancy house. It's a straw bale house. It's a really cool house, but it's, they have, he has his own bedroom. She has her own bedroom. They're on opposite. One's on the front of the house. One's in the back of the house and no kids. There's a door that leads to these suite of rooms. And in between is a bathroom, a nice Mm -hmm. bathroom and their washer dryer. Um, and Mm -hmm. so 
he they each have a balcony and it's actually beautiful and they sometimes sleep in the same room and they sometimes don't sleep in the same room and they don't have to share their laundry and their wash with their kids and they just have this door that the kids aren't allowed to get it go beyond and it's their own and what happens over there is none of anyone's business, really. But I thought at first when I saw it, I thought, well, what a waste of space that they each have their own bedroom, right? And then, yeah. believe me, a few nights of snoring or whatever, just like, oh, what, wouldn't it be nice to just have my own space, right? Yeah. And you I know, remember. Does it mean you can't hop over to your husband's bedroom once in a while? Of course. Right? Exactly. It's right there. I remember when I was in, I was like, I had to be 20. Two and so I was still in college. And I was reading this article in Time Magazine, and it was it was different ways that people were living, married people were living together. And one couple was in their fifties, and they had gotten married, and they had already been married before. And at the time when they got married, they were both living in a. They met each other because they were living in the same brownstone in New York or uh-huh, whatever. Uh-huh. And so they just connected the brownstones or something, and yeah. they just and they just like stayed in their own place or something like, no, no, no. I'm confusing two things. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The brownstone one, they had a kid and they kept their apartments and the kid lived in both apartments and they lived in, they, they, they lived in their own apartments and the kid went back and forth that they weren't like split custody or anything. They were married yeah. and they were there, but they were just like, I really still like my space. And, and then the other person's like, I like my space. And like, I don't really want to merge decorating and all this stuff. Like, it's just, you know, and it was, it's an interesting idea because they were flipping it, in my opinion, because they legally got married, but they didn't do all the other stuff. Right. Versus, right. versus right. we started this conversation talking about people who did all the other stuff and didn't get married. Right. Right. And it's, it is so it's interesting that they did the opposite. So I've had people say to me, like, well, how do you know you're married? Right. Because I'll say, well, you don't have a ring. You didn't change your last name. You guys aren't the same religion. Like, why? How are you married? And I'm like, well, I just, you married? This, I, I, well, I made a commitment. <laughs> to unionize with this person. So that's it. It just is because I said that we are right. And that is the bottom line. If you just tell me you're married, then you're married. <laughs> I'm not, exactly. right, I'm, I'm not going to go down to the Virginia courthouse and see if, <laughs> if you are married. I'm not going to go get your birth certificate. Your, I mean, your marriage certificate and check and say, okay, you said you were married, but I don't see it. Mary. So here's a question. It. Here's a question I have for you about that. Has any anyone or any institution or anything ever asked you to prove you were married? Have you ever had to show a marriage certificate? Like even filing your taxes jointly, do you have to prove you're married? No, you don't. You don't, right? You could just say you are. Um, yeah, else? but I feel like, I feel like the, what has happened with taxes is that the IRS has they established themselves as the snow, but they've established themselves as the scary monster you don't want to mess with. Yeah. So they, they, they even still fearing us to not lie to them unless we want to go to jail. So, so they, so they don't have to go check in on that stuff because they know we know that yeah, we're not going to mess with I've them. never had to prove I was married. Yeah, I'm trying to think about that. No, like when I had a baby, they, they, on the birth certificate, they ask you who the father is, but they don't ask you if you're married to that right, person, right, obviously. Right. So we put you're all this. Right, though. Like, where married. I can't think of one place where I've been actually, I had to prove it. And how would I prove it? I'd have to go get my certificate and make a copy. <laughs> Passports don't ask me for that. No, no, nothing's ever. I mean, the, I was actually, actually asked to prove I was married once, and it was for the most ridiculous thing it was for a gym membership. It was to, I could, I could get my, you could get, this was back before the um, uh, marriage quality and stuff. I could get, my husband could get a reduced, um, a reduced price for his gym membership. If I, I joined full price, he could go in like for half price if he was my husband. And they, I couldn't prove I was married because I couldn't find my marriage certificate. Who's got their, who got, do you know where yours is? Is it hanging on the wall or something? I don't know. Where's my, my, I don't know. I've had plenty of deals like that, but you know, where you, you get a discount right. being married, but I've never been asked to prove it. Right. And so, what is interesting, I could see somebody ask it. That would be, you know, that would be, that just even proves even more how the name thing doesn't matter. Because if anything, we, you and I, people who sh- don't have the same name should be having to prove it. And yeah. then at least then that would be an argument for the people who change their names where it's like, well, I don't want to have to do that every time. Well, it's funny because they don't do that, but they don't ask me that. Right. They don't I mean, make that was why so that was why she was making me prove it is because I was trying to get him signed up to get this, you know, family benefit at the gym and we don't have the same last name. And so she's like, I don't have any reason 
reason to believe you're married. Well, you know my husband's last name. It's like the number one most common last name in exactly. the country, right? And it's like, but you should have. Did you? What did you say? You should have used that. As, that was a teaching opportunity for her. Of like, families are not created based on names. So like, you should. Her saying that she doesn't believe you just because you don't have the same last name. Like you're right. You could have literally stood outside the gym and within 20 minutes found somebody else. That's with what the same I said to her. I said I can go outside on the sidewalk right now and find somebody yep. with that with the same last name that I yep. have. Okay, so does that mean that I'm married to them? No. Right. I said, and, and the, the irony of this is that- You should have waited for like a 90-year-old man, like one of those really yeah. old <laughs> and brought him in and be like, here's my hubby. <laughs> the thing that was so, the thing that got me so upset about this is that this was actually at my place of employment, which has, oh, yeah. which, which has a really, has a, is very proud of its honor code. Yeah. Right? Oh, yes. Like, right. right. The honor exactly. code. And I said, she's like, well, how am I supposed to know he's your husband? I said, because I'm telling you. But like, you know isn't what? there an honor you- code that I'm not going to lie? I'm not lying. What do yeah. you, but you know, I didn't have the same last name. I'm not wearing a wedding ring. And uh, so, you know, what and, I and you know what I oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and you're, and now that you said it was your place of employment, we all know that that place is entrenched in very old, you know, I mean, how, how, how long have so, women been allowed to even be in the school? Not very long. Like, let me, let me you know, the story. Cause it's, it yeah. was, I, I'm mm-hmm. so mad at myself that I didn't have my sassy comeback in my back pocket. But so I was so determined to get him this, you know, half price gym membership that I went home and I dug up my daughter's birth certificate. And I'm like, I'm going to show her. So I go marching in there and I, and I show her the birth certificate. And I said, I can't find a marriage license, but here, here's my daughter's birth certificate. See, there's my name, there's his name, there's her name, you know, blah, blah, blah. and she looked at me and she said in the sassiest Southern way possible, she's like, honey, you don't have to be married to have a baby with someone. And I just like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? Because if you just believe that he's my husband, I'm going to give you money, right? I mean, yeah, I just can't so going to- it's so funny she said that because she's right, but yet that defends you in the very thing she's trying, like she just said it doesn't, you don't have to be married to have a kid. You're right. But also then like, you know, there's no proof. She just, she just showed it doesn't matter. Like it just, it's, well, the thing well, is, it's so punitive because yeah. you know, it's like if if I was going to if she would believe me, I was going to give her money. It wasn't like I was trying to get something from her. Right. right? Like right. he's my husband. So give me my hundred dollars cash back or something. I was going to give her a couple of hundred dollars if she would just believe me that he was my husband. Right. And so you she never got was, it resolved. Never got it resolved. That's Never. But then right after that, right after marriage equality started, the, that discussion started happening, they realized that, um, or actually before that, that same-sex couples can't, ha- that they, they were missing this benefit because they couldn't legally be married. So That's then right. they just said every person could have one person, another adult. On, oh, they right? opened the door. So, for- so it sort of opened the door. But I just, I just felt like, really, what is this? What is it with this woman that I'm She's like so anti the fact that I, I didn't change my name. I guess that's what that's really down. what it was. You asked me, that's what it was. She was like really so, upset by that. I mean, I can't think of any re- other reason she would just go to the mat for this dumb thing. <laughs> it's a freaking gym membership gym that member. you, like you said, it's just, I'm just getting a discount, like calm down. Yeah, like, I'm still giving you money. Um, so do you want to hear something funny I read? This made me laugh out loud. Okay. When I was thinking about marriage and looking back at what, what it was like in the, you know, like when did it become that you got married for love and how, what was that transition, all that stuff? Um, I read this thing that said that in the Middle Ages, this is, I hope this makes you laugh. In the Middle Ages, among the French in particular, love was considered a derangement. And you know what the cure for that derangement was? What? Intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you think you need to go have some sex. That'll change your mind. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. So, so I think our bottom line here is that um, we are all about love, right? We are. I'm all about love in any way that's good for you, but And I am legally married. At least I've tried to be. I don't know. If I am. <laughs> and you are legally married, so we're not dissident. We're just simply- we're not dissident, and we're not we're not dissing legal marriage, and we're definitely not dissing union unions, long term unions. But I think it's like just like the kid 
conversation. I do think you should take your time and think about your choice. You know, okay, can I just say this? All right. Yeah. I am going to give you a counter to that. Uh, I know a woman. She's actually fairly well known in this area where I live. And she married her husband after knowing him for 10 days. Yeah, it happens. And they are still actually really happily married today. It's been like 35 years. And then there's the whole thing. This is an old school thing that I kind of do agree with. I mean, I don't agree like you're doomed if you don't believe this. I just I personally do think this this and this is in heterosexual relationships only. I can only speak for that. Right. But like. If you, it's, okay, so this is what it, it's the other way around. If you value marriage and you want it legal, and that's like a thing you want, then working backwards from that, it is my belief that you probably shouldn't do all the other things first. Because right. you won't right. have a reason to get the marriage part. So if that, if, if, if you don't care about that, then do all the things. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Like, what do you mean by all the things? You mean like buy things, a house and do yeah. all the things? Living together, buying a right. house, having right. a kid, all those things. If if you don't care about the legality of the thing, then that's fine. But if you do, I think that you got to go get the legal thing first because you're never going to have a reason to if you have all these things. for You're like, then, you know, I mean, one of you is going to be like, well, why? Why would we do that? We already got all this. There's no reason. Right. So if right. one of you really is, if that's important to you for whatever reason, then you need to do that first, I think. But it's just right. I've seen that not work out where, right. you know what I mean? Right. And that is an old school kind of thought, though. Right. And the, the thing that's interesting in this book that we're going to talk about someday called The Nordic Theory of Everything is that- You are like so excited about this. <laughs> I, well, it's, it's, I'm currently reading it right now. and yeah. But what's blowing me away is how you forget how entrenched um, in our culture, certain parts of the government influence in our lives, right? Like yes. we don't realize that, that people, you know, it, it, th- what it, they're saying, this book is that no one in these countries. And again, I want to say it's just one author. It's not like it's a survey or anything. It's one author saying these things. I don't know if it's true is that, you know, you don't get married for health benefits. Everybody has health benefits. You have health benefits. It's their you know, country. In yeah, in, country. In, 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 I think the author is in Finland, right? So in Finland, yeah. every adult has full health benefits. Um, yeah. Every adult has uh, whatever people, you, you, you cannot file your taxes together. That's not, that their government believes that there should be no interdependence on people. And you so- know- It's so that you really just get married for love there. There's no other reason. People, before I had kids, one of the lamest reasons people would give me, and a lot of people give it to me for having kids was was the tax benefit, the child tax credit. And I was like, and I didn't even. (laughs) That you're supposed to have a baby to get a tax credit? That's what I said. I was like, and this, that for me, that ranked right up there where when I was in college and that ridiculous woman in the bursar's office who was tired of hearing me, who was tired right. of seeing me come right. there asking to, for help had said, you know, if you would just go have a baby, I would have so much funding for you. Right. And I'm like, so I should saddle myself with a child before I'm ready so that I can pay for college because those are the avenues which you have money. I was like, but then I'll also have a kid with me. Do you not see the problem with your statement? <laughs> like you crazy, crazy woman. But that's kind of how I felt when people would say, you should go ahead and have a baby because you'll get all these tax credits. And I'm just like, and by the way, so number one, I never listened to that. Thank God, because now here I am with the kids and I'm sorry, the tax credits right, do right. nothing compared to how much it just costs to raise the kids. So please right. get out of here. Right. That. Right. But it's just like that's a that was an odd reason for me. My, my logical brain kind of shut down on that. I'm like, that just makes no sense for like. And so it's the same thing when I when I think about the reasons to get married. But except at least those are at least that is important. Like it is very important to have health insurance. Like if you don't have health insurance, but it's a crazy idea that we've put ourselves in where that's the path. You know what I mean? So right. And then so that just makes me want to fix the problem and get universal health care. It doesn't make me want to tell everybody to go get married. It's like, wait a minute. And they also are saying, you know, a Republican, a Republican, it's not, I honestly did not mean that. But some people claim that, well, one of the downsides to having welfare or any kind of public assistance is it encourages mostly women to keep having babies to stay on welfare. Because, right? you know, you get to extend your benefits with every baby that you have so that these women, we're just going to yeah. take advantage and milk the state and just keep having baby after baby. But that's like, that's been proven. So that's like be- a really bad that's like a really bad stereotype of yes, yeah, of a condition. You know, that's just and yeah, it's I, never been proven. I mean, it's been proven time no. and time again that that is not what's happening. People aren't creating no. human life to get an extra hundred dollars no. a month, right? 
because it costs so much more than a hundred dollars a month. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Right. And right. And the implications of like a whole nother kid in the in a house if you can't afford your life. Right. You like right. You have welfare is not some golden ticket helping you no. in that situation. Yeah. So we're I guess we're saying like for all the reasons that are out there for why you would legalize the marriage, why you would get married, a lot of them, I mean, I guess a lot of them are just like they they really bring up issues we may have as a society exactly. that, that we don't have those rights for everybody independent of that. And therefore, people can't make free freer choices. We're not as free as we thought we were. Right. Right. Exactly. The government is having more to say about our personal choices and maybe they should in terms of, you know, your morality. You know, do you get married? Do you not get married? They're sort of forcing issues on us by not having health care, not having, you know, in in other countries and other places, child care and nurseries and things like that are accessible to absolutely everyone. And so, again, those issues of who's going to take care of the kids, who's going to work, who's not going to do that. Would telling, someone, telling someone that only a family member can make a life or death decision for them. Right. When right. the family may not be the family, the related right. family may not be who they call family. Right. Right. So now they got to legalize who they call family just because you said that if something happens to them, they, yes, the law said it. So the law yeah. makes it. Yep. But the other side of it also, the, the whole marriage conversation is back to what we said in the episode about weddings. Take a look at the history of a rule that you say you're following and ask yourself, does that still apply to you? I right. think that that whole statement applies to the marriage thing too. It's like, because even I called myself out on it, right? I said a part of me was raised religiously to believe, well, I shouldn't say it was religious, but also just to believe that the that the marriage certificate would hold us together, give us right. one more, you know. So it's just like taking those things that you were raised with and saying, does that really apply to the lifestyle I have right now, the life I have, the values I have? Maybe it does, and you're good, good to go. But it but it deserves a pause to ask the question yeah. because we just all keep taking traditions and 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 taking rules and not stepping back and saying, okay, so but where did that come from, and why was that, and then saying, oh, okay, so that made sense. A hundred years ago, in perfect sense, but we're here. And that well, has and, nothing and also, to do with it. So we are in the middle, uh, or not the middle of, we are in the process of evolving as a society in right. terms of what we expect of marriage and love and families right. and all that. And, and all of us right now are in the middle of that evolution. And where do yeah. you stand on it, right? Because it's yeah. not going to be the same thing in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, right? Okay. So that's, I just think it's to realize that you're just part of a, a, a really ever fluid sort of situation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. Well, I will see you. See you later. <laughs> yep. Bye. Right, bye. Are you ready to reclaim your energy from your beauty blocks once and for all? Download the Beauty Blocks Energy Tracker and get started today. Visit anonymousoul.com forward slash beauty blocks to get a better understanding of what beauty blocks are and how they are the number one thing holding you back from the life you really want. That's anonymousoul.com forward slash beauty blocks.